Val Pals, welcome back. This is episode five, guys. It's an in-between episode. No interview today, but we're going to focus on Val Kilmer. The first time he laid eyes on Joanne Wally. It was love at first sight, and eventually they get married and have kids years later. But in this meeting, he didn't even talk to her. It's a really cool story of how they met. And also, we're going to talk about Heidi Walker's top three. We're going to do some housekeepings. And also, guys, I got a pug, a rescue pug, and I named it Doc, and I'll tell you about that. So stay tuned and listen to this lovely theme song by lovely Vettapals. Open the toes, you'll feel that heat coming through. It was love at first sight, I want to kiss, kiss, and bang, bang. The man's a real genius, and I really want to have Mark Twain quote of the week, lies, damn lies, and statistics. Yo, Val Pals, welcome to this week's edition of We Love Val, the Val Kilmer cast. I'm Mike Greenwood, you're my Val Pals, and I appreciate all the support, folks. This has been a fun ride. Um, This is a bit of a hungover edition, folks. This is a hungover edition. Uh, I like my I like my Stoli soda, <laughs> and uh, I watched the Kanye West Drake concert on YouTube uh, last night, and I I had so much fun drinking watching that. I put on Coachella Kanye West 2011. Love that. Put on the weekend Coachella. Love that. And then uh, before I noticed, like fucking six in the morning, and uh, yeah, I, I was pretty fucking hungover. I'm 36, folks. 36 hangovers are a bit differently, right? They don't manifest the way did they did in the 20s. I used to be able to work on a hangover in my 20s, right? I'd like, I could, I remember I worked in a warehouse in my 20s. I'd show up hungover. I'd like go throw up behind like a semi trailer we were loading, come back in, and like the boss is like, ha ha, you'll be fine, kid. Now, if I'm like hungover, like when I throw up, it looks like I need to go to the hospital, right? Like it's like, are you, are you okay, sir? Like, uh, I like, and I have a bad hip too, so I can't, I can't project my vomit the way I used to. So it's really messy. Not that I did vomit, but when I have in the past, when I got older. But no, this is just an old-fashioned sleepy, sleepy hangover. And I'm 36, so uh, this might be a 48-hour thing. We're doing it. This is the uh, episode five. This is an in-between, folks. This is an in-between edition. We're going to talk about the Val-centric portion of this. Is going to revolve around the time Val Kilmer was filming Top Secret, and he went out to see a play, and he fell in love at first sight with one of these one of the actresses of the play he was seeing, Joanne Wally. And now let's go to I'm Your Huckleberry, Val Kilmer's New York Times bestseller. You gotta recommend it. Written by Val Kilmer, as read by Will Forte. Hit it, Will Forte. After spending the day as Nick Rivers singing Skeet Surfing, a song about shooting skeet with a shotgun while surfing, I was ready for something serious. I walked the few blocks from my flat to experience what I hoped would be the glory of English acting. I don't remember much about the play of the genius, but the lead actress, 21-year-old Joanne Wally, stole my heart. Yee-hoo! It wasn't the first time I had fallen in love, nor was it the first time I had fallen in love at first sight, but it was the first time I fell in love at first sight from a distance. That's our Val, man. He's a lover boy. He's been in love so many times, he has subcategories for him. 
right? He's like, this isn't the first time I've fallen in love. This isn't the first time I've fallen in love at first sight. This was the first time he fell in love at first sight from a distance. <laughs> He's got categories. He's 20, 23. How many times has he been in love? I'm jealous. I'm 36. I've been in love one and a half times. One and a half times. All right. But uh, we're not going to talk about my love life. I'll talk more about my love life when we talk about Willow because this was the first time he saw Joanne Wally. He never met her here. He saw her. She was this underground actress at this shitty play. She thought, Val says, she was amazing, but the play wasn't good. <laughs> and he thought this actress was amazing. And then years later, they get cast together, fall in love, get married, and have children. Like, that's a pretty special love story. And I'm going to play a clip here of Val Kilmer talking about his feelings he felt the first time he saw his future wife and mother of his children. The eye is the lamp of the body, said Jesus. And if your vision is clear, your whole body will be full of light. Val's 2020. Looking at Joanne, I felt filled with light. The distance from my seat to the stage seemed the distance from earth to heaven. Joanne had a unique combination of beauty and toughness. I later found out that she came of age in Manchester, a notoriously tough British town. During the course of this play, she wore a black leotard. Her body was perfect. Like a dancer, she was lighter than air. She floated. She possessed the dazzling grace of balance. The play was flawed, but she was not. I was overwhelmed. Oh, that's sweet. You get to see how much he really loves her. I, I, I like that clip because you get to see some insight onto what he was truly feeling when he fell in love with Joanne Wally. And you can hear what he fell in love with. And you get some insight into Val Kilmer as a person through that, right? That's a pretty intimate insight, hearing how and what you fell in love with, which with the person who ends up being the future wife and mother of your children. But I love Joanne Wally. I was, I've just been rewatching Willow, and I, <laughs> it's a little awkward. I got have a crush on her. She's, she's breathtaking, man. She's beautiful. And Val Kilmer said she has a combination of beauty and toughness, and not trying to sound pretentious, and I wish I, I there's got to be a clip of me saying this earlier, but I picked up on that. Because I, after watching Willow, I thought Joanne Wally is the only other actress other than Carrie Fisher who could play Princess Leia. Now, I'm a big Star Wars nerd, and I thought no one could play Princess Leia. And Princess Leia is a combination of beauty and toughness. She is the beauty of a princess, but the toughness of a warrior, dare I say Jedi. And before watching Willow, I'm like, no one can, no one could pull off this this Princess Leia, except for Carrie Fisher. But now I think differently. Two people can pull off Princess Leia. I think it'd be Carrie Fisher and Joanne Wally. But that's just me, man. That's just me. But no one can touch Val Kilmer when it comes to love and spiritualism, right? Like, you, 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 you can question his psychic connection with his mom. I believe it, but it's a hard thing to prove, right? But his connection to love, there's proof here, right? I think love is a big conduit to spiritualism. And if you fall in love with someone and you feel something and you feel that in your heart and then years later you marry and make children with them, something in your spirit was telling you something. Love was speaking to you and it was right. So that's not hoopla, right? So that's that's one way you can prove Val's uh, power of love. Val is a love Jedi. Instead of being one with the Force, he's one with love, right? And what, what is that? When love's speaking to you, what is that? 
what is that? I've had two experiences. The first time I fell in love was with a Venezuelan... (laughs) My wife's not going to like this story. Venezuelan lady, and we met at a gym, and I walked away, and something told me to go talk to her, and I looked next to her, and both treadmills were taken. So I'm like, ah, I'm not going to talk to her. Then I was walking away. Then something was like, turn around now. Those treadmills are going to be empty. You go talk to her then. So then I turned around. Those treadmills were empty, and I went and talked to her, and we hit it off, and we fell in love, and we dated for four years. We broke up. We respect each other, but it was a very important relationship because it helped me grow. I went to Venezuela. She was older, this older Venezuelan woman. I was like a 21-year-old pothead. She was my share, now that I think about it. (laughs) But we're still good friends. I'm a little nervous talking about it. Uh, This is how we're going to find out if my wife actually listens. Um, That she'll get mad at this story. (laughs) Ah, I'll get more into that stuff during Willow. We'll do a lot more love stuff, but Willow. But uh, Lindsay, I felt love when I saw her, my wife. Uh, She trained me. I'm a mental health worker. She's a mental health worker. When she trained me, there was a moment we held eye contact, and I just got good at being single, and something told me, oh, no. This woman is the beginning of the end of your single life, which in retrospect is what I needed and what I wanted. But when you're like single and you just got it and then something is telling you like, oh, this woman is the end of your single life and the beginning of your new life. Uh, That's it. I've told her that story. So those are the two times love has spoken to me. And uh, yeah, so there we go. I feel very vulnerable sharing that story. Um, I go on to do another take, but I don't have it in me. I'm too cringy right now. But um, hey, how come Val Kilmer didn't walk up and talk to Joanne Wally? He was dating Cher. He was a Juilliard superstar. He's been with many, many women. What the heck? What the heck? So what was the deal? What, what, what was Val's deal? Why didn't, he talk to, why didn't he talk to Joanne Wally? You might be surprised. Here's a clip. I was overwhelmed. I desperately wanted to meet her, yet I didn't. Explaining why, I may shock you. I was shy. Yes, I was a performer. Yes, I was still dating Cher, although she was in California and I was in London. Yes, I was playing a swaggery rocker in a crazy comedy. But there nonetheless was an aspect of myself that in certain situations would retreat. Retreat, but also advance. He was shy. The contradiction, the beautiful contradiction that is Val. Maybe the most gorgeous man on the planet. Maybe dating one of the most famous people in the world. Maybe one of the most prolific and talented people to come out of the world's most prestigious acting school, the Juilliard. But he was too shy to talk to Joanne Wally. That's what love will do to you, man. Love will cripple you, baby. I don't know why I keep saying baby, but man, I just thought that was... that's. That's mind-blowing, right? Like, you just can't fathom it. But Val does say he retreated, but also advanced. And uh, retreating and advancing, that's uh, that's a contradiction only Val Kilmer can pull off again. But, um, <clears throat> and, uh, and what does Val mean by retreating and advancing? Well, it's, it's quite specific. And here in this clip, he'll explain to you the difference between stalking and following. I think the difference between stalking and following is... If you're Val Kilmer and you look like him, you're following. But if you look like Paul Giamatti, you're probably stalking. (laughs) I'm just joking. I don't mean to be mean to Paul Giamatti. Uh, No, there's a very 
there's a very distinct distinction here. And let's hear Val Kilmer talk about how he handled falling in love with Joanne Wally and what he did about it without advancing. After each performance of The Genius, I waited by the stage door until Joanne emerged. I followed her and her fellow thespians down the street to the corner pub. I watched her drink, watched her smile, watched her exchange pleasantries with her peers, watched her laugh, watched her yawn, and watched her leave. I did not follow her further. I knew better than to stalk. I kept my distance, and I never, not once, introduced myself. What would I have said? I'm Val Kilmer, starring as a rock star in a spy spoof. Surely you've heard of the Kentucky Fried Movie and Airplane? Yeah, I think you could have said that. That wouldn't have been a bad icebreaker, right? But Val mentions that he doesn't have any opening lines. He never never had any opening lines. And your opening line when you're Val Kilmer is just, you just, you just, you're just there. Your face, your essence, your energy, your aura. That's your opening line. But uh, he couldn't find an entryway to talk to Joanne Wally, so he had to follow. And uh, guys, this, this, this might seem weird now, but this is before there were DMs, guys. This is before Tinder, right? Before they were sliding to DMs or Tinder or any of that shit, you just had to, like, orchestrate coincidences. <laughs> Like if you were in school and you noticed the cute girl was a library at a library, you'd be like, all right, it's Tuesday, 2 p.m. I'm going to be back here at Tuesday at 2 p.m. Hopefully she'll, she's, still, she's still here. You come back a week later. She's still there. You're like, boom, I'm going to be here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. until we bump into each other and we spill each other's books and we realize we like each other's books and then we get married because life is a Hallmark movie. But no. So that's that's what you had to do. You just kind of followed people around, orchestrated coincidences. By <laughs> what I used to do is I used to go to um, McDonald's and hit on the cutest girl at McDonald's. That was that was my little dating trick, and uh, that evolved after I learned Spanish. I would go <laughs> downtown Vancouver. All the pizza places they employ like. Um, English learning students, typically from Latino countries, and I would go hit on them. I'd speak a little bit of Spanish. They're in town for three months. They want to go hang out with a gringo. We party. Boat cruises. A lot of boat cruises. I remember all the dates. It would always be a boat cruise. Just go in the harbor, drink, dance, come back, listen to, hey, gasolina, and then that'd be it. That, that was like all my, all my Latin dates. But I did very well with the Latin culture. So all my, my two older sisters are actually... Their husbands are Latin, and Greenwoods, does Greenwoods do better with Latin culture than Canadian culture, right? Like, um, Latin American, like, English people are, like, the way I am right now, like, English culture, Canadian culture, they think I'm borderline bipolar, right? Like, I'm borderline unhinged, right? But you take this energy, put it in, like, Brazil, that's passion, baby. That's enthusiasm. They love it, right? So I didn't have a lot of luck with any, like, Canadian women until I met my wife, who's a psych nurse, so she knows how to handle... She knows how to handle this specific energy. But that's the love story of Val Kilmer first coming across Joanne Wally. So this is 1983. So with all that happened, he never spoke to her. She was an unknown actress. And then four years later, they're co-starring in a George Lucas blockbuster 
Willow. A great movie. You got to check that out. Not only because it's a great movie, but you get to see two people fall in love on screen. And it's it's magical. And Joan Wally kicks ass, guys. Watch that movie and tell me she can't pr- play Princess Leia. So there you have it. That's Val Kilmer's first encounter with Joanne Wally. Love at first sight. What a beautiful story. So we'll wrap that section up and let's go to the next section. Let's talk about Val Pal and Patreon member Heidi Walker and her top three Val Kilmer movies. And then from there, we'll talk about our YouTube page, some other announcements, and let's, let's just go over there now. Heidi. Heidi, Heidi, congratulations, Heidi. Not congratulations, thank you, Heidi. Thank you for submitting your favorite top three Val Kilmer movies. Um, We're getting lots of submissions now for them. They slowed down a little recently, but they're picking back up again. Um, Heidi Walker, she's also our original Patreon member, so I'm prioritizing her. And she's been a great supporter of the Val Kilmer cast. So Heidi Walker, thank you for your Patreon support. Thank you for your podcast support. And thank you for giving us your top three. I'm pretty excited. I love your top three. You get everything with this. You get, so I'm not sure if this is in order, but it's Willow, The Doors, and The Saint. Perfect. Perfect to have The Willow on this one. I was just talking about Joanne Wally. I wonder if you love that movie because of Joanne Wally. That's one of the reasons I love it. I also like Val Kilmer because he's an action star with a bit of a comedic timing to him like he's a funny action star which i like the doors that's legendary that's legendary that might be his defining role either the doors or doc holiday is his defining role but you might be a door are you a doors fan i'm always curious if you're a doors fan i'm not a big doors musician band fan i really respect them um and i i I think i love el kilmer's performance more than the movie in the doors but it's a fucking great movie oliver stone and you got you got the most quintessential val kilmer movie on the list that's the saint where he plays all the roles all the voices all the actors and this one this one is probably i don't know this is one more the saints one of the special movies to me i think with val kilmer there's different categories there's movies val kilmer movies i saw as a child then Val Kilmer movies I saw as an adult. And then the ones I saw as a child really still stay with me, right? Like I saw Ghost in the Darkness in the movie theaters. And then after my dad would pretend, he put half his body like around the wall and on, on the floor so you could only see half his body. And then he would drag his body, but it looked like he was being dragged out by a lion. I'll make a clip of it because it's actually pretty fun to do. Maybe we can make a Ghost in the Darkness trend and have everyone look like they're being dragged away by a lion. But what I mean is that also happened to me with The Saint. I saw The Saint in Dunbar Theater and it blew my mind. I thought it was better than James Bond. I thought it was going to be a franchise. And I was just blown away at Val Kilmer's ability to transcend characters and just be all these different characters flawlessly and I said this before I thought he's going to get an Oscar I thought that's how the Oscars worked I thought you play multiple roles in a movie you're guaranteed it right like his third accent character in the saint is better than most leading men's roles right (laughs) I digress but Heidi Walker that is a great top three I think my favorite out of those three is the saint 
Um, I wish I saw Willow as a kid because I would have had more magic. I watched Willow probably a year ago, and I was like, fuck, why didn't I love this movie? Why didn't I see this movie earlier? And if I saw this as a kid, I would have had that magic that would have reverberated with me to this day. But uh, Heidi Walker's top three is Willow, The Doors, The Saint, all great, all kind of their own movies too. That's what I love about these Val Kilmer top threes. And it's a testament to him as an actor. Each has different genres. The Doors is a musical biopic. Willow is a fantasy adventure. The Saint is like a spy thriller. All different, all great, right? And Val Kilmer does that. Like some of the top threes, people have Top Secret and Real Genius, and they're both comedies, but both completely different. And that's what Val Kilmer can do, and that's part of his talent. So Heidi Walker, that's your top three. And uh, I'm going to give another shout-out to a Val pal. She put me on to putting up some clips on YouTube. And it is starting to cook a bit. And i got to thank Arch Sarah Shaker. Uh, Sarah, if I'm mispronouncing that, please forgive me. I'll get it right next time. <laughs> if we've learned anything, I am not good with names. I've butchered almost every name in this. But, uh, yeah, she gave some good advice. I got my full unedited episodes on Patreon. But I'm going to take some clips of those and put them up on the YouTube, right? Like, I got some great... Like, I got an anecdote where Pat Walsh... A writer on It's Always Sunny, a writer on Crashing, a writer on Two Broke Girls, and he's got that movie podcast, We'll See You in Hell. He has a story of when he was a PA for Conan O'Brien, Val Kilmer and Peter Gallagher, they don't get along. So I'm going to make a clip, put that up on YouTube. And yeah, so thank you, Sarah, for the uh, input and the advice. It's all very much appreciated. Thank you, Val Pals. And uh, I, uh, guys, we got to welcome a new member to this crew. This is my staff. I have three staff members here. I have a pug. She's a peaky pug. That's Rosie. She's six and a half. Hello, babe. I have a King Charles Cavalier. He's Obi, named after Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's three. Hello, darling. Rosie, I should say, is named after Rosie O'Donnell. And we got this guy. We got this guy. His name's Duck. What's oh, her? Her name's Duck. And she's a puggy. She's an eight and a half year old pug. I named her Doc uh, after Doc Holiday uh, as an homage to the book we used, to the great character. And also, my dad was a doctor. So, Doc, it just, it just works on so many levels. And also, my grandma was named Dorothy. And my dad and uncles would always call her Dot. And I always loved that when my uncles and dad would be around my grandma because she was always grandma to us. But like with her, they'd be like, hey, Dot, what are you, Dot, what are you doing? Dot. So now that's what it's like here. I'm going, hey, Doc, Doc, put that down. But Doc is a sweetheart. She is a sweetie. Um, so, yeah, she's a new member of the show. She's right here with me right now. She might bark. She's been eight years making babies, so she's a bit tired. She's from China. Let me tell you this story. Let's just get into that. So uh, I thought rescuing an animal was a lot more organized. I thought you would, like, show up to a center, and they would give you a big pat on the back and hand you a dog and a certificate saying, you're better than people who don't rescue dogs. I'd be like, oh, that's it. Um, but when I showed up... <laughs> You're literally in a parking lot. It's like a warehouse by the airport parking lot. And mayhem had broke out because um, uh, this is organized by a lady called the Pug Queen. So there's a Pug Queen. She gets donations. Uh, there's a donation secured by a former Melrose Place actress and also an According to Jim actress. Right, so she she donated a bunch for the Pug Queen. The Pug Queen uh, organized some uh, rescue mission in China. Got a whole like 30, 40 pugs. Got them uh, off. 
They were like making babies there on a meat truck to be eaten, got them off that truck, got them on the plane. They came, and when we showed up, it was mayhem. It looked like a god. It looked like a really chill dogfight. <laughs> Kettles everywhere, pugs and Frenchies just spinning and like pissing and shitting everywhere and barking. A bunch of really kind-hearted people trying to clean up everyone and like clean up the dogs and everything. And there was zero organization. Uh, there was these clear instructions you're supposed to do when I pulled up. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? This looks like it also it looked like like there's a major car accident uh, and a semi truck full of crates carrying pugs and Frenchies were involved <laughs> and it like crashed into a bunch of cars and there's just people wandering around and a bunch of Frenchies wandering around in crates and just semi trucks kind of everywhere too. <laughs> it was a really weird setting. But um, and then what happened was apparently a Frenchie bit one of the leaders right away. So a Frenchie bit one of the organizers in the face, and uh, then everyone crumbled. Leadership crumbled after that. She went to the hospital uh, with another leader. So all that was left was these like group of super nice but not really assertive volunteers, just kind of like taking care of dogs and like we got handed a dog. We're not even sure if it was the dog that was assigned to us in the picture. We were just given a dog. <laughs> she was covered in shit and piss, or they cleaned it off, and then she was stressed from that, and she was super stressed. Uh, but now she's super chill. She follows me everywhere. She barks. She fell asleep with the other dog. And, uh, yeah, that's it, man. I fucking love this thing. So we're in a one-bedroom apartment in Vancouver, and we got three dogs, two pugs, and uh, a peaky pug and a pug, and that's where I'm at. So <laughs> I got a dog named Doc, folks. So welcome, Doc, to the program, folks. Thank you, Doc. Kiss, kiss, and bang, bang, bang. The man's a real 